Previously, last week, you all reviewing documents before heading into a nondescript warehouse in San Bernardino. Look out your window from the white van in which you pull into a McDonald's parking lot in. With a somber air, your handler turns back from the driver's seat and hands you all extra hardware. You guys, strapped, take on the extra magazines and the extra weaponry. And he turns towards you with a somber expression on his face. We will cruise down the clown to this franchise basement. This is an execution operation. Go in, exterminate Ronald McDonald. Leave none alive. (laughs) Them too. Spare no one. We have a mandate from the governor. No child means no child. Okay, no. You should all see your faces right now. Seriously, we're... Delta Green. We're not some rogue agent. Well, we are a rogue agency, but look, all right, we're not that weird. Right? Look, the your actual assignment is across the street there in that uh that there warehouse. Go over there. Here's the Manila envelope. Details are in there. I'll I'll see you later. And he, no, don't kill any of the kids. And he's gonna go ahead and unlock the van's doors, and he's gonna leave. He, he's gone. Picture of Elon Musk. You see a snapshot of <laughs> i'm still laughing at words of her nerd okay uh, yeah you see a like a screenshot of the stock price for Neuralink. it's up 420 percent and for once the agency doesn't think this is venture capitalist speculation your mission is to and you deduce this by like arrows and question mark question mark towards the peak of this like <laughs> yep no uh, you going over it, um, uh, brain hurdy beer. Yeah, um, Arthur Green, you going over it, finding the more details within the report. You see that you are supposed to go in to this industrial park, find out what has caused the stock price for Neuralink to jump up so fast, so quickly, so high. Just get to the bottom of what the hell is going on. There is a scientist. He looks like an older gentleman with kind of a stodgy professorial air to him he's got uh, an evil looking goatee and he seems to be lead researcher on the Neuralink project after hours you're getting to the end of when the mcdonald's that you're parked in front of the operational hours so the wee hours of the morning here mcdonald's is even about to close down so there's probably no one in there <laughs> I, well we'll see if we can rectify that sure so <clears throat> Fishing around in the bottom of the manila envelope, you do find a couple of ID badges that are going to give you a key card access. And you know, squinting at them, they say it has that really ugly T on it for Tesla. Oh, you know, that's probably a good idea. Right before you're about to break the front door window of the so like pane glass window doors that those really ugly co- corporate buildings have, you're like, oh, wait, maybe I'll just use this. Beep. And as you step back, towards the door to open it for your compatriot arthur green the pavement begins to sink below your feet you're being swallowed as if you're in a pool of oil that's slowly drawing you into a viscous soup grasping for the all right yeah give me an athletics check yep so mr green you see your compatriot walker kind of like belly up onto the top of this door and he swings into the building and you're noticing that this entire building down into the ground. You're reminded of the La Brea Tar Pits. And you, along with this building, are all going to sink 
be submerged in this bubbling. Uh, you immediately can tell that all the surrounding area is just uh, is like quicksand. If you try and get out of the building, which seems to be the only hard point, like the floor inside the building seems to be safe. You land on hard ground, but everything around you is quickly evaporating into water, into this oil. You see him sinking. Mr. Green, what are you doing? What kind of rope are we talking about? Are we talking about the smoking rope? Are we talking about climbing rope? What, what rope are we using? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Green, it's a little bit of a tight squeeze. It, it's like a ligature. Like, it's like pulling at you. It, it almost cuts you, but you are successfully able to reach out after grasping at it a few times, and he successfully pulls you within the building out of this concrete that's liquefying below you. Absolutely. So you spill into this lobby area and the lights one by one around you start to extinguish until only the light right above you starts to flicker on and off and as both of you get back up and well you want to dust yourself off but there's no there's no residue on yourself you're completely clean and as you're standing back up the dim singular lamp above you it remains lit, but it shines down at you like a spotlight, casting the sickly yellow sputtering. Blinks out, and as it blinks out, you see outside of this panoramic view of this front office. It's all this glass window, and it reveals the surrounding mountains, and they're moving away. Where once you had driven along the base of the San Gabriel mountain ridge to come to the foot of this chain in which the Smoky Valley rest in an endless suburban sprawl that now rises up taller these mountains curl like fingers of a palm in which you sit in the middle of and it starts reaching up and over you the scrags and the peak bending up and over and encircling as the sentient spindly claws scrape down focusing and targeting you Boop. lights flicker back on and you see a lobby around you this glare the sudden transition from the darkness that allowed you to see outside is now the reflection of the of the white phosphorescent lights above you. All you can see is this interior. All you see are these black windows to the exterior and just pinpricks of light as the heavens claw their way up the mountain. Absolutely, give me a sanity check. Do I remember last week is the real question. Oh yeah, Pedro said he'd come in for uh, a helpful... Yeah, man, you, you totally got Pedro, Pedro one time phone a friend. Be a good call. Ooh, that's a good point. Right, but when you destroy the unnatural, you actually get a little sanity back. And you guys did confiscate a death ray, which has got to be worth at least a D10, I'd say. Yeah, roll a D10, whatever number you get, add it back to your sanity. And then? Four. And then I'm going to ask you, Mr. Green, for a sanity check as you try and focus in on why these, why these mountains moving. M mountains don't move. Unless there are those fancy mountains with wheels, the wheeled mountains, they're not supposed to move. Must have been a trick of the light. Yeah, going back up to the windows, you kind of do the thing where you cup the windows around your eyes so you can peer back outside to block the light. They seem like they're pretty stable. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. 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 Um. <laughs> so as your friend starts spinning around and uh, making a tornado of smoke of, of that... Sweet cannabis. Yeah, go ahead and roll on natural to see if you can dig a little deeper and figure out why things are a little squirrely here at night. You feel vertigo once again, the impossible geometry you blink it away. 
You focus back on the corporate walkway, the cookie-cutter concrete-cast buildings that dominate this industrial section. It doesn't move. You're not sure what was causing it to move before. It stopped spinning the mountain's towering spires of black skirting the twilight city. Stable for now. But you're not sure why it was moving. It seems like it's unusual because any kind of sanity break would be usually limited to one person's imagination of what they experienced personally. The fact that you and Walker were both having the same delusion is strange. Now, yep, just, just moving forward. Mm, nothing to worry about. Time to go see if those reports on Neuralink have any merit. This reception area is essentially one of those weird, like, half-C room, like a desk, and there's a one computer behind it phone it's a typical receptionist uh, desk and behind that over to the left is a elevator one you may not have read the words but you read you know how to look at a map and you were pretty familiar with looking at the layout of this particular building yeah you know what your objective is okay yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's on speed dial there on the phone. You go ahead and get up a Domino's and they, they're on their way. Oh, geez, sir. Okay, yeah, we'll look for gaping holes. <laughs> uh, the last gaping hole I saw was your mom's house. All right, we'll bring those pizzas right to your door, sir. We'll be right there. Ten minutes. Yes, Dr. Parker, what is it? It's on its way. I was knew that Domino's was up to no good. Yep, you turn on the computer and there's a login screen. All right, you have full access. So you open up and you get to a pretty basic email, fax, you know, different uh, chatbots uh, communicate. You can tell that this receptionist has automated her job with ChatGPT, so it's it seems to be pretty, you know, runs itself, really. Elevator going down. Nope. So you find a light switch and... Seems like pretty standard. It's like one of those ones that has a little slider. It goes up and down. Start a little EDM light show. Absolutely. That's what this is about. What are you trying, what are you trying to do with the electrics? You don't have to roll to break the light switch. You, you can just break it. I feel yourself twitching a little bit. And yeah, it doesn't take you long playing with some of the wires. You just like take a few of the red ones and put them onto one black one and... You see the lights go real bright, and they get super white, and then pop, 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 pop. They all start shattering just as this really pimply teenager comes to the door with like six or seven pizzas. <laughs> go ahead and make a firearms roll. Oh, good God. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, please. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so you shoot him right in the gut, and he doubles over toppling all those delicious pizzas on the ground and he starts waddling away holding his guts in and you see him like doing this weird shuffle hop and as he passes this front reception area the fountain that he passes by looks a little too symmetrical and the grass that he he's trailing blood over looks a little too immaculate the grounds are just maintained to uh, super high standards but yeah, you shoot through the window and and he is uh, retreating quickly back into his car. Okay, yeah, you uh, pile the pizzas on in the elevator and with the note, it goes on down. Takes um, about a minute or two, goes down, comes back up. Pizzas are still within the elevator. The note is still on top of the pizzas. Doesn't look like it's been disturbed. 
Well, what kind of axes? Um, you guys uh, really got outfitted when you first came in here. Van was kitted out. So anything that you would like to have access to, we're going to go say, go ahead and say you have. As you rig up your booby trap, take the wire, spread it across, put it on the pin, and very, ooh, good call. Very gingerly you play. Ooh, who wrote this? Absolutely. So go ahead and make a demolitions roll. Hail Satan, you make a perfectly real sneaky. The Japanese would be proud. And that's why That's why we didn't sign. So you send it on back down. Takes the same as before, a couple minutes. Comes back down, goes back up. You look back inside, nothing's exploded. And the trap is unsprung. One more time. You send it down, waiting, give it a call, rings out, elevator comes back up, phone's still inside the elevator. Alright, so piling into the elevator, you guys make your way down the elevator, you step inside and it immediately feels a weight pull your body down, a lethargy making manifest inside of your bodies. Just reaching up a hand to the elevator buttons, it takes what feels like minutes as your arm stretches away from your body, elongating. Everything gets fuzzy as you press the lowest floor and gasp for the support bars. And the cart jitters and it takes a lifetime to bring you down and down and down. The floor indicator proceeds through the entire set of numbers and then starts back at the top and then runs through them again. And then it just starts spinning over and over and the cart picks up speed, vaulting all of you down into the air, spinning. You guys float up into the air and then you start getting pressed into the ceiling of the elevator. As you're in free fall, the needle just spins around, whirring as it whistles through, accelerating even faster, plummeting your group straight into the bowels of hell. Still, you accelerate. You see your edges of your vision crowding in as blackness gives you a tiny keyhole of sight. And then, bing, the doors roll aside, ungreased bearing. And all we of a sudden, splat? No, you're just standing there. All of a sudden, you're on a beach. Is there anyone? Anyone we see? It's kind of hard to focus. You're coming out of like an elevator inside. Um, yeah, you're coming out, like out of an elevator inside area. And you're, you're coming... Um, into like a bright outdoor sunlight. Uh, Dixie's gonna take point and like walk out cautiously. So yeah, you step out and you, your feet immediately like crunch into something clinky underfoot. And you see like a volleyball game going on not too far away in the distance. A swimmer bobs just out of sight in the ocean. Permission set to exterminate everyone, didn't it? What do you mean permission? Are you aren't you the senior agent? Ain't I your like subordinate? Just making sure. I'll let, man, listen, I'm I a fucking a contractor. Sniper, I, I don't get know a sniper shit. rifle. Okay then. Um you want me to fucking kill them too? Let me just take one shot and see what happens. Alright. Before we know we could be anywhere in the world. Yeah, and you're about to shoot some. You're about to shoot some innocent fucking swimmer. I agree, we could be anywhere in the world. That guy could have just recovered from fucking cancer, and he's about to get his head fucking removed. Or he could be Elon Musk. So, shit. Well, the last time we fucking pasted him, it didn't really go that well in terms of keeping him pasted. Yeah, this time we're gonna be extra extra sure. Uh, I want to shoot one of the people with a sniper rifle. You got a sniper rifle? You said I could have any gun. 
Well, right. okay. All right. I just didn't realize you had a, a Baron 50 cal lugging around on your back there. So you go ahead and set down the wonderfully, God, one of my favorite sniper guns. And you get a little feed out, and then you dial in the sight. And as you draw up, what are you shooting at? How many people are there? You see about 12 people over by the volleyball game. And you don't see people at this distance. You just have walked out onto this beach and you do a glance around and you look behind you and you see this square opening which leads back into the elevator. And that's behind you. It doesn't really seem to be anything around it. There doesn't seem to be like a box or a container of any kind. It doesn't really make sense why this elevator opening is just here in the middle of space. But, yeah, that's what you see behind you. And as you glance around, you see these different blurs in the distance. They are moving. And then you see uh, another thing. We're probably out there swimming around, bobbing along. What's that other thing? Well, as I believe you fo- they call those either seals or people swimming. Sweels. So, yeah, you take out the scope and you focus in on the thing out in the ocean. And you have to blink a couple times as you dial in the scope. A bottle of gin? <laughs> you feel a powerful thirst rising up in you. Arthur Green, would you please oh, make shit. a sanity check? Success. It'd be so nice. Drop the gun and sprint over there into the ocean and have yourself a cool drink, but no, you got, you're fine. You don't need it. You don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. I need it. Pull the trigger. Yeah, you shatter the bottle of gin into a thousand pieces. You feel sorry as you see its delicious guts just start to mix inside of the salt water. But yeah, it's dead. You're not sure if it was alive. It was a bottle of gin. I turn to Walker. This place is clearly cursed. What the fuck do you mean, man? You just shot some fucking kid from Korea's message in a bottle. He was probably fucking all excited. He was probably from second, second grade project he was all excited about. And now some gung-ho fucking American has to blow that shit up. I assure you this place is absolutely um, a trap designed to kill us. Well, shit. Might, I, if the best they got is a fucking bottle. But, it, but it's clearly very dangerous. Listen, man. I don't want to be rude, but you've, you've killed a lot of people in front of me. And I think only maybe half of them you could have made a case for. How we know we didn't do this isn't like a surprise party from the boss. But then why would it be so unnatural? I don't know. I'm. Yeah. It doesn't look too unnatural. It could just. Is it? Can we see like the sun and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. You can feel the heat of the sun overhead. I don't know. It's still not the weirdest thing I've seen. Um. I don't know, man. Maybe it was like just a weird optical illusion. I got a hall of mirrors. No, no. I could feel it like a calling in my brain. Listen, man, you smell like alcohol perpetually. I don't know how much I'm willing to go out on a limb and trust your brain here. And that's coming from me, who also don't have brain that work too good. So, as you're kind of like dismissing him, you see a hefty bottle of Jack Daniels the size of a person run by each of you, and he mounts a jet ski and begins to power across the surf through these these rainbow rooster tails and dives in to grab the corpse of the gin bottle and starts putting the uh, the life ring around him and hauling him back through the surf over to the over to the sand and you're looking down at the sand and you see more clearly now that the sand is actually 
thousands and thousands of bottle caps that squeeze in between your feet. I think I've seen a commercial like this one time. You mean to say that we are inside? I don't know, man. That, that fucking weed I smoked might have been laced. I don't know. I've seen weirder shit on fucking psilocybin. Those smudges that you saw earlier, they get nearer towards you all. Start running, like rolling almost, over to where the seed in between the bottle of gin and the Jack Daniels, this yoked lifeguard Jack Daniels bottle. So he's trying to resuscitate the gin bottle, and they are six, pa- six packs of beer. They were playing volleyball together, the condensation glistening off their aluminum bodies. One vigorous, once vigorous, these bodies, uh, these bottles, they, they were just having a good time, having fun in the sun, and one of them seems to have exploded, launching a stream of foam and celebration across the other, so now they're all just glistening with their delicious brew. Mmm, that'd be so good. Be so good, Green. You know that scene in Pinocchio, like the children's movie, mm-hmm. with all the donkeys. <laughs> yeah, you turn them into a donkey. This is that, but like worse and for adults. Oh, I think dark. we're like in a some experimental mind thing where we're trying to help you overcome your alcoholism. Like this is like an intervention. Mm. What do you do? Do I have grenades? Of course you got grenades. How far do I have to go to be in throwing distance? Well, she's just over yonder. You will make a quick time of it. Is there any cover that I can use for stealth? Gotta come around. I think around. they're all focused on the gin ball that you capped. Does seem like they are distracted. There's a... There's Dune you can come on the other side of, give you a little bit of cover, and uh, yeah, there's a little stealth as well. Mm-hmm. Why do I have the stealth skill? Uh, I only have 10% in stealth. Might not actually be worth it. But yeah, I I attempt to quietly approach. Right, give me a stealth roll, and then give me a demolitions roll after the attempt at coming in. Sneaky, sneaky. Give me the sneaky snake roll. I fail the stealth. Okay. And for athletics, for the for the grenade, I get a crit, a crit success. So you, yeah, you, you uh, climb up on top of this dune, and you're yeah, you thought you were being pretty sneaky, but I guess the sun and the uh, delirium tremors of not having had a, a drink in a while, and and then all of a sudden they all like rotate around. <laughs> As you uh, get to the top of this dune and you just plant your grenades right at their feet and it explodes and coats both you and and Walker in delicious foamy beer. And you feel yourselves a brief moment of victory. And then you see the detonation, ground zero, where you place these explosions, these grenades, the crater that you left in the ground and all these different chunks of... uh, like wet, twisted aluminum cans. It begins to sink like you poked a hole in the bottom of this area and all the sand and the bottle caps begin to flood into it and you feel yourselves being drawn in as the sand begins to draw you down and you start to get pulled into this area. It's like a 
It's like a whirlpool. You're being sucked down and you immediately feel your, see your knees, your waist, and your chest as you're pulled into this revolving sand of bottle cap down into this hole. And I swim away. You try to resist and you can just barely stay on top of it. You're able to keep your head above the swirling mass of bottle caps for a moment and then you're pulled under. Just going with it because he thinks that uh, his fucking weed was laced and he's just tripping. You don't fight trips. Ride the waves. He's and going with the flow. You guys feel pulled down, backwards, somersaulting over and over again, and then once again you feel something hard beneath your feet. Gravity reestablishes it, and you find yourself on top of a stairway that begins to move. What? What direction does it move? Well, not like your simple rectangular stairwell. This rises from the floors that were above you into an Asherian nightmare that twists back on itself through doorways of evolving chaos that defy logical progression or repetition. After the first few steps, they begin to move underfoot, pulling you through an escalator towards your goal, but then deposits you back on the floor from which you just left. Some mock a mocking revolve door, revolving door spinning at you into the same do not pass go square. Vertigo seizes you once more, the nausea is overwhelmed, the thin strands of balance that make you instinctually cower low to the ground, trying to dig in as if the sky and the ground were inverted, and without a handhold, you'd fat without a hand holding you onto the ceiling. You would tumble into the stars until they swallow your soul and return to your body to astral ash. Can I get no, a sandwich? I'm, I'm way too skilled for that. I think I would we're. Never. I think we're in a metaphor. You do they? You know what them's is? Nah. I've been having this dream, or maybe it wasn't a dream, where we killed this same motherfucker like three times now, and we just keep fucking having to kill him again. And it's metaphorical like this here staircase escalator jig. In that we keep doing it and then falling back into square one. Walker. I don't know how to kill it. Yeah? Over and over again. It's like you're repeating. You're not sure how this is happening. It's like it's like some kind of... It's like a little movie that you keep rewinding to the beginning and playing over again. You I think feel they call yourself. them some gifs. It's like a... It's like gif over and over again. Yeah, you feel the panic rising up in yourself. You want to start panting, but the air, it's thin. You're in a tunnel, and you find yourself sighing. You can't believe that safety has been bothering you. It's like this every job site you go to, the accident rate is here, higher than it's been on every other job you've worked. The worry, it's building inside you as the lights flash overhead. You descend the elevator. As it lowers you into this noisy, boring sight, something gnaws at you, but you can't quite place it. It's as if you're sleepwalking up to prepare charges for the next phase of this excavation. You're trying to pin it down, but it's just on the edge of your perception, just out of reach. Every time you reach out and try and grasp for it, it moves away, highlighted amongst the wires spilling from the drilled holes in the bedrock dripping. It trickles, a water that slowly seems to increase. Mm. You look around. You're familiar with your surroundings. You've been on this job site for a few weeks now. They brought you in, paid you well. You usually wouldn't work for the boring company, but medical expenses, your family needs you this needs this money, so you People took the job. Cancer. Yeah. 
but something's been bothering you ever since you got here. Um, and he just keeps getting pulled into this one spot, but it's just, it's like Sisyphus and the boulder kind of. What do you mean? You've been working keeps... this job? I mean, like any job, you go in there every day. It seems like it's the same, even though you make progress. I think uh, Walker is just going to keep, you know, he's there for the paycheck. He's going to go in, plant the charges, you know, chip away, block out. It's like muscle memory. That was bothering you. The tip of your tongue, you can almost taste it. I think, am I there also? Of course you're there, Mr. Green. I think Walker's going to try to bury that feeling of discomfort and ignore it and just try to hide himself in his work. You focus, going about placing the wires in their charges, going through each one of the holes, making sure that everything's perfect. And when you see Arthur Green, you're you're sure you'd know him from the organization. That's right. And then it dawns on you. It's like a shining piece of light, making everything that was obscured clear. Was the map upside down? He's been having us tunnel west, not east, into the Pacific. And then you look at the holes, the trickling water, and it's not a trickle, it's it's increasing. And as soon as it dawns upon you, it's too late. The wall starts to give way as a torrent of water floods the entire tunnel, submerging you in icy darkness that presses the air out of you. You smother, and the consciousness, it floods away from you as you're pulled through the tunnel underwater. <gasps> Bashed off the equipment, almost frozen stiff, you force your way through the slippery ups and downs, bobbing bodies to haul out and fumble onto a crampon, seizing the loop just as water illuminates below you. In the line, as far as you can see, pinpricks erupt, rolling through the water with angry smokes bubbling that chokes the air with acid as the Teslas burst into chemical fire below you in the water. The contact with the salt water makes it erupt. The explosive burning stutters as the whole scene fades into a seizure of flickering candles that light your lungs on fire. You have the oxygen squeezed out of you. In the burning spasms, you suffocate. Flashing lights. The elevator lowers you down into the demolitions. Something gnaws at you, but you can't quite place it. It's as if you're sleepwalking. Back to the prepared place where you've placed the charges and you just need to wire them up to, for the next phase of excavation. Highlighted amongst the wires, spilling from the drilled holes in the bedrock, dripping a trickle of water. It slowly seems to be increasing, but be right. Walker's gonna go to the side of the cavern that he hasn't been to. The one that in, that's in the opposite direction of where we mine. Making your way to the other side of the cavern. You see Arthur Green on your way over there. Arthur, you're... Not sure what you're supposed to be doing here, but you're pretending to be, like, busy work, and you see your friend Walker making his way over to... Well, haven't seen him go in that direction yet. I'm going to start placing charges I'm kind, of, oh. I'm kind of stacking rocks. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm finding myself, like, piles of rocks and stacking them higher, seeing how high I can get. <laughs> so you're going to place charges where now, Walker? On the side of the cavern, that's complete opposite of where we're mining from. Yeah, absolutely. So you go ahead and place the charges, and I feel like you have a little bit of time. That feeling of uncertainty, you're not sure what, it's on the edge of edge of your mind. You can't quite grasp it, but you go about your work, you place the charges. This isn't supposed to be, it's not designated for any kind of excavation, but yeah, at least until a later phase, but getting ahead of this kind of work wouldn't do any harm. Always the motivated worker. Uh, 
Dixie is going to just send that shit inward and uh, pull the trigger. Forcing your way through psychic resistance is a feat of unmatched will by all but the greatest minds of humanity. You draw closer to a doorway framed in pure light through which the explosives reveal and pass through a luminous portal into a sea of elemental lava surging in great rivers of heat around. Arthur Green, you see your friend disappear into a doorway of light. What do you do? Oh, damn weed heads. <laughs> Wait a second. Isn't the one that takes the weed who gets the illusions? Ah, shit. Maybe he laced my drink. Put the pot in my... In my oh, damn it. He spacked my drink with the weed. Wait a second. I don't drink it. I don't drink right now. No, that can't be right. Well, there's a lot, lots of rocks here. We need stacking. Maybe there's some more in there. Yeah, I think I'll just head inside and look for some rocks. As soon as you make that decision, the entire tunnel floods behind you, and you literally take a step, and half of your leg that's left behind in the tunnel gets washed and submerged in icy cold ocean water as you take that final step. You are immediately hit by the exact opposite. A wave of scalding heat and air burns through your nostrils as you smell sulfur, molten gases, burring tears to your blurred vision of something big moving far away. Each of you see a pharaonic mountain of magma swelling forth from fathomless depths, molded to a vicious, a visage of tortured rage. Familiar, different from what you see. A tail, long carmine cracks of bleeding rock rupture a tectonic body, rolling, crumbling, its sweeping arms. The size of continents crash down like an avalanche of burning rock radiant metallic death around you, vibrating the world below your feet. Sanity check, please. Sanity checks, please. Okay, and that's when we roll just against our, our, uh, our current sanity, right? That's correct. Okay. All right, we just... Ooh, I succeed. Ooh, you guys are rolling. Shit, those are good rolls. Yeah, we we ain't bitches. Ain't no bitches. Sanity wins. So you both blink away this vision, this titanic, this huge mountain, and you see, you squint against the hard white light of an antiseptic lab. Across the room, not ten feet away, is a tiny little monkey with a spike in its. It looks unhappy drool pooling in a strand down its face into a viscous puddle in which it wallows. Then, a source less crackling, a sourceless crackling fills your jaws as a thin porcelain film coats the monk's face. Pale strands of fabric weave together, draping a deep hooded obscuring the as the rest of its body is skinned in ribbons of a presence holy and true now sits before you demanding your honesty, your loyalty, and of course your complete obedience as you behold the kid yellow. Elon. I think that's a monkey. Oh, oh. Yeah, see, that ain't no Elon. Uh, what is your net worth, monkey? Oh, 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 oh. I think that's high. There's multiple syllables in that. Is uh, it? You want me to remove that spike from your head, buddy? Who put that there? No, no, wait, wait. You can stay there. So now. I don't want to. No, it's a hurt monkey. I may be pro blowing up peridogs, but coincidentally, I'm also very anti-animal cruelty. 
I need to check Wait for wealth first. It's not a monkey if it is rich. Um, what the fuck does that mean? Monkeys can be rich? I'm taking this spike out. Fuck you. And Walker's gonna try to remove the spike to help this, this poor monkey that's haster. You start getting close to the monkey and it turns to you and asks, How many, how many prayer dogs have you? You say that you're not against it. Do you want like the actual number? Yes. 876 confirmed, possibly another 243 unconfirmed with explosives. And you say you're against animal cruelty, and yet you're one of the most cruel beings. It's not. Is it really cruel if they don't really, you know, exist after uh, pull the trigger? There's no suffering. You've robbed them of their existence. Yeah, but so does every motherfucker who eats meat. And I'll see you lecturing them, Mr. Monkey. I'll get to them eventually, all right? It's only prairie dogs, and it's only because people bra raised me that way. I'm a victim of circumstance, Mr. Monkey. All responsible for our actions, Mr. Walker. And try and off-put your responsibility onto others, but at the end of the day, you are responsible. Okay, but can I take this fucking spike out of your head? Because it looks like it's harming you. I can get my stat block up. I will see if you can or you cannot. Ha-ha! Ha-ha-ha! Ah, I mean, he's got kind of a long stab block. Fuck. That's comforting. I don't, he doesn't know. He thinks it's just like a weird monkey on his trip. I don't think he's aware that it's an elder god. I would probably know since I'm a scholar of the eldritch. Yeah, I think the whole, the pallid mask and the ribbons of yellow that he's clothed in will give it away. You're pretty sure that this is the king in yellow, but a monkey. Little monkey yeah. yellow man. I don't think Ali, uh, sorry, I don't think uh, Dixie's gonna know what the fuck that is. He's literally just a contractor. That was hard to be expendable. So, Mr. Walker, you go up to this monkey and you place a hand on the spike in his brain. You feel something radiate through your arm, up your neck, and into your mind. You're is quite sure that this monkey is the president of the United States of America. You must obey the president's command. Fuck that. <laughs> I never said Walker was a patriot. Hmm, that's true. I didn't vote for him. Yeah, fuck this monkey. I voted third party. Yeah, I voted Green Party. Yeah, sorry. I don't really agree yeah, with Yeah, I should become policy. president. Yeah, your policies are not really going to work on me, Mr. Monkey. I'm going to help you with this fucking brain spike that they're putting in you to torture you. Oh, Walker's going to try to help help the monkey. Yeah, go ahead and give me an athletics check as you try and pull the spike out of his brain, and he is going to give you a decaying touch. I don't know what that is, but okay. No, I, just... I succeed. You succeed? Yes, at uh, my athletics. Alright. What is decaying touch? I think it's, it's where you damage. die. It's damage? It's a lot of damage. How much damage? I'm having to cut it a little bit. I only have 14 uh, HP. So. That was high. That was a high roll. So you're going to take 8 damage. Okay. As you pull this spike and you see this necrotic energy waft through your arm shrivel up. I'm going to need you to make a constitution saving throw. Make sure you can stay conscious because that was a hell of a lot succeed. of damage. Yeah, so you feel yourself drawn out to this necrotic energy sucking life away from you and you're just barely able to hold on to consciousness as you wrench out the spike out of the monkey's brain. Did I help the monkey? It immediately dies. Oh, you watch as the porcelain mask cracks and shatters as it topples over and the yellow strips, the cloth that it was wrapped in, fade like ash. He's being kind of a judgmental asshole. You heard that, right? 
I'm still wondering what his net worth was. Well, shit, he was just bitching about how many prairie dogs I killed, and he didn't really have a good response about me countering, like, what about all the things that he's eating and stuff? He just said, oh, I'll get to that eventually, and then he fucking died, because I wouldn't let him be a goddamn unicorn no more. Yeah, fuck people who just guilt trip you instead of doing anything. Yeah, fucking slacktivist, why doesn't he tweet about it? So each of you look around, and there is a illusion, like a mirage. It gently drifts away as these different pieces of this reality that were being held together by the King in Yellow begin to dissipate and dispel. And you see... Did you have that whole stack block? And then I... I'm sorry to interrupt, but I... <laughs> did I... Did I just accidentally, like, sidestep the whole boss fight by just pulling the fucking spike out? Hey, that was good athletics check. You you yanked the uh, spike out. I was going to make it like, oh, no, you got to do three. But then, it, then I realized it's just a, like a neural implant inside of a monkey's skull. And you're like big old corn-fed country boy. So, no, you can just <laughs> rip that out. Uh, yeah, so that, that makes sense. Yeah, no, the... If you ever do face the actual king in yellow, it might be a little bit harder because he is kind of like yoked as fuck. But this is just a uh, just a monkey with a spike in his head. However, check the monkey's pockets. M- monkey don't got pockets. Yeah, you uh, check over the monkey, and he just got a huge pair of monkey testicles and nothing else. Mm. But as these illusions fade away, the clean, orderly, almost immaculate disposition of the room starts to decay around you. You see that everything here is in shambles. The lights overhead are flickering and faded. Some of them are broken. All the organized stacks of paperwork and the workstations of computers are all broken and shattered, scattered over the entire area. And as you look around, you see bodies stacked in every direction. Hey, it looks like you've been through here. I wonder what the capital gain of this is. I don't know what the fuck that means, man. There's just dead bodies. It's about 15%. You look around and you see that these surgery white labs that that spans around you, there are dozens of lab-coated scientists dead on the ground, and from each of them, their necks, they've erupted long spindles of crusted proboscis that continually rain, sprinkling spores into the air. I need each of you to make luck checks, please. One constitution. That's next. Uh, How do I make a luck check? Luck is uh, just a d100, and if it's above 50, you fail, and if it's lower than 50, you succeed. I rolled a one. Nice. I fail. Okay, so I need you to make a constitution check. Mr. Walker, as you look around and you see that I get a crit success. Nice. You brush it off. So, yeah, you uh, are standing right on top of one of these bodies that has just materialized beneath you as the illusion has been dispelled and you see that you have walked into this long fragile proboscis and you have just completely shattered it and it's rained down these spores on top of you you feel them starting to worm their way inside of your body and you're able to flex through it John you got some alcohol on you huh do you have alcohol or salt on you I have some salt. Give that to me real quick. Um, yeah, Dixie's gonna mix the salt in the water and drink that and kill any spores that are within him. Makes sense. Uh, I assume land science would include basic microbiology. Salt kill mushroom. No exception. Mushroom no like salt. Yeah, no, mushroom no like salt. Uh, so yeah, he's gonna drink some salt water. 
And as you kind of fortify yourself against mushroom spores. Was that you? Huh? The fucking old man gasp that I just heard. Uh, Marcus was just wondering right now why Delta Green doesn't hand out flamethrowers. Probably because agents like you exist and you would just torch anything the second you got to be near it. Yeah, but like, what's the particular reason? Yeah, but why, why don't that? Why, why, why that's not a thing they want? They could just level the building with a bombing run beforehand. At that point, I think. So, if I may, please get a perception check as you guys look around for the the Gasper. Yeah. And I'm gonna go ahead and ask: Has anyone seen Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Yeah. You remember that? I have not. Oh well. Um, Mr. Green's going to get this a little bit better then. You remember that scene where everybody gets into uh, into the headquarters and, and they go down below and they find the experiments where they were trying to to make super soldiers with the soul, the um, the Philosopher's Stone? No, I don't remember that. Mm. Well, how'd your perception check go? I passed. Success. Each of you see a shambling horde of all these scientists who have very bulging necks, and they all see you, and you see them. As they shamble around the corner, a horde of thumb-neck unpaid interns begins to run at you at full sprint. Grenade. I don't know if I throw a grenade in a confined space just yet. I don't have these kinds of limitations. I think you do have a limitation called a fucking organic body. In which there's another thing called shrapnel and blood loss. What's the space of the room? This is a thin corridor that is f- quickly filling up with uh, hundreds and hundreds of bodies from one Here, end. Here, I'll have show a... you. I'll show you, uh, Arthur, what you should use for an explosive in a room like this instead of fucking channeling a shockwave to break our necks. I'm gonna put a claymore mine down and rip through all these guys with ball bearings. Hot. So yeah, you plant a claymore down this side facing towards baddies, and you start sprinting in the opposite direction. You hear the claymore go off behind you, and it immediately gets piled on by a hundred more of these these bodies as this wave of, of zombies starts making their way towards you all, and you have a very narrow opportunity to get back to the stairway that you see at uh, the opposite end of this tunnel and start making your way up through the stairwell. I'm going to need athletics checks from each of you as you try and outpace these zombies. Well, I mean, technically, they're not dead. I, uh, I succeed as well. With the uh, slight advantage given to you by the Glamour, you each burst into the stairwell and start making your way up. As you get back up to the third or fourth level, you look, casting a glance down through the stairwell, and you just see it's like a pool, a liquid. This is straight out of World War Z. They're just swimming over each other and going up through the central stairwell, up through the gaps in the stairway. Chuck all our grenades over the edge, right? Give me another athletics roll. Give yourself a plus 20. Athletics are explosive. So you're just sprinting and tossing grenades and explosives over your shoulder at this point. Yeah. No explosives necessary. Just go go ahead and give yourself plus 20 on your athletics okay. roll. Success. Mr. Green. Do you also get plus 20? Yes. Okay, then I automatically succeed. I'm going to roll. See if I crit. I crit. You fly through the door all the way down the corridor and make your way into the elevator. You press the button, 
and open the doors and they are closing just as Walker sprints into the elevator and you guys hear a as heavy bodies thud into the closed elevator doors. I shoot the speakers. I do not shoot a fucking gun in this enclosed space for the love of all that is holy. Ears must die. Your drums are overrated. You guys emerge back into the lobby and sprinting outside of the building. There is a clearly going to be a problem, Ed. You get on the phone. The pizzas are gone? No, oh, of course the pizzas are still there. They're just, like, kind of spilled over in front of the door. Okay, I take one. And I call the handler. Well, so what is it? You get to the bottom of what's going on, there's a door link. Oh, the king in yellow. What? What does it mean, the king in yellow? He's here. Okay. Now, how should we go about this? I don't know if we should have. I heard he's he seems to be too active right now. Might become active at another point. We've been cycling through a number of dimensions after entering the building, and currently back at the entrance. We don't know if we can re-enter properly. But the building seems to be actively hostile towards the people that enter it. Understood. We'll send people with psych... psych we'll send psychologists. Psychologists will know what to do. I don't know about that one. These are professionals, Walker. They know what they're doing. I don't think they do, because you say probably the same shit to the team that was here before about me being a professional and knowing what I'm doing, and that sure shit ain't true. But the difference is I was lying that time. How the fuck am I supposed to trust you then? You fucking sent me into a goddamn monkey torture facility. Well, you, you know how that works, so... um. Um, hypergeometry is kind of a science, but also not really. And psychology is also kind of a science, but not really. Making some good points So here. that checks out. That's very true. Good, good points all around. All right, we'll send in the team and the team of psychologists, but, you know, mostly the team of uh, flamethrowers. And, yeah, that's uh, the, pan the camera's going to go ahead and pan out as you guys sit at the front waiting um, to meet the various Delta Green decontamination squads eating some pizza that's where we're gonna wrap it up for this uh this session here what happens after they arrive or do we do that next session the psychologists start talking to you and then passing passing you and walker just the squad of firemen fahrenheit 451 firemen just start going into the elevator team after team after team nice situation handled Good job, everyone. Uh, pats on the back all the way around. There is some going to enter third-party politics. There's some weird monkey torture going on. Yeah, that would be nah. no Link's business. Just uh, killing monkeys. Yeah, I didn't like that. No, no, no one should like that. Mm, torturing monkeys, just monkey massacre is not, not great. You'd think there would be laws against such, uh, such kind of thing. You know, I saw this one movie where this guy... I think his name was Caesar. He he didn't he didn't like it when all the monkeys were getting fucked up. Yeah, but that monkey fucking gave me like a curse. When I was yeah, trying to help, by the way. Fucked. My arms fucked. Let let me check that out. Can I make first aid? First yes, aid check. Maybe inject some kind of water to moisturize it. Rub some lotion over it. Give some medicine. Got some aloe vera on there. Yeah, absolutely. Also known as uh, uh I mainline morphine. 
the most effective lotion, morphine. Maybe I have some salve with uh, THC. Just inject me with that yellow shit. Oh, might not want to use that yet. <laughs> yeah, probably not. We've managed to retain um, fucking uh, Pedro's favor as well. This, uh, magic yellow drugs. Got the drugs, got Pedro's pager. We, we good, man. I succeed on first aid. Go ahead and roll a d4. One. All right, reduce that eight points of damage down to seven. And I'm guessing I don't yield uh, fucking next session automatically. That's a good question. No, this isn't D&D, that's for sure. Now damage sticks around a little bit in this uh, this here system. Wait a second. Is there some kind of rule for this in the home section? Certainly is. Huh. Yeah, I thought there was a way to heal a little bit at home. I know medicine gives you uh, a little bit of a chance to heal as well. On top of first aid. Where'd it go? Here'd it go. Well, I only have first aid skill. Uh, my surgery. Can I just check into, like, a hospital? A mental hospital? Because you cray. I'm not that crazy. This ain't crazy. I have 60. Nice. Yeah, you guys rolled really good tonight. Yeah, I don't think we really failed on anything. Except stealth. And I have 10% on that. Yeah, you failed stealth. I failed uh, the luck roll. But I think other than that, we... I also failed one unnatural roll. Oh, so go ahead and... Uh... Increase your unnatural skill by one. Oh, here we go. Healing. There are four types of healing. Resuscitation, stabilization, treatment, and recuperation. We are looking for recuperation and treatment. Treatment is medical care in a hospital or an aid station with extensive tools and medicine. A doctor can attempt a surgery or medicine test once per week. Surgery for critical care or severe wounds. Medicine for poison disease. Ongoing healing. Treatment. This is 1d4. All right. I think I need surgery if it's if 1d4 is a treatment. All right, so I went ahead and rolled, assuming that the doctor is just going to succeed. Go ahead and one more, add one more hit point on top of your damage. Reduce that seven down to six. Okay. Sorry, I rolled I'm down. Low. It's fine. I have eight current hit points. And recuperation. Over time, the human body parts are repaired itself, but their body repairs itself down there, don't you know? A patient who's rest in a safe place with proper food and water can attempt a contact five test once per day to recover one HP. All right, yeah, so if you want to go ahead and make a uh, con check, so go ahead and make seven con check. Critical success, the patient regains 1d4. On a fumble, the patient regains, uh, the patient loses. Uh, I got a one... So, one, two, three, all of mine succeed. Nice. I, I have an 80, uh, 80, yeah, 80 constitution. That'll help. All right, so go ahead and add three back onto your HP, so you should have three damage left. Yes, I'm up to a All right, and I think that's where we're going to wrap it up. Thank you all very much for playing. Good night. Every day, people would wake, stare at the mountain. Why was it bringing darkness into their lives? And as the strange folk climbed deeper and deeper into the mountain, holes began to appear, bringing with them a cold and bitter wind that chilled the very soul of the monkey. For the first time, the happy folk felt fearful for they knew that soon the monkey would stir from its deep sleep. Then there came a sound, distant first, that grew into castrophony so immense that it could be heard far away in space. 
There were no screams. There was no time. The mountain called Monkey had spoken. There was only fire. And then nothing.